0: helping parents of special needs children on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. Today on the podcast, we have with us Pastor Steve Vyers, pastor at Faith Church in Lafayette, Indiana. I know historically, I've been so thrilled about his church and his involvement with the biblical counseling movement as an exemplary um, church for utilizing biblical counseling ministry and proper biblical soul care. An interesting fact, Pastor Steve, is uh, one of my first, very first formal trainings in Nank back in 2003 or 2004, an on the road training. Uh, Was led by you and Randy Patton. What an exciting thing that we get to sit down and talk about this very important subject. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Dale. And it really is a privilege to uh, be able to speak into this important topic.
0: You know, it is an important topic that, um, you know, many of us may not think about on a daily basis. And uh, you're in a situation where you think about this situation on a daily basis and what are some of the challenges um, in your family's life that maybe some of us uh, who don't have a special needs child it would help us to think through
1: well god's given my wife chris and me three children we were able to have our first daughter naturally bethany who's now married and has two children up in saint paul Minnesota. And then our our second daughter, after we were not able to conceive another child, um, is adopted. Her name is Karis, the Greek word for grace. She and her husband and our third grandson live with us in in Lafayette in the same town and ascend our church. But then God allowed us to adopt a special needs son, our son Andrew. Andrew is blind. He had a number of other abnormalities in the development of um, his early life. And so something happened, some sort of anomaly, while his birth mother was carrying him. And so though he's 25 years old now, he functions like he's about eight or 10 years old. And so we adopted him at birth and have now had the opportunity to um, service his mom and dad joyfully for the last 25 years. And it does, it totally changes your life. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. Um, I would not want to offend any of the parents who might be listening to this podcast who are going through um, a situation where their child has special needs. Um, It affects every day. And the answer to your question almost depends case by case on the the kind of person um, that we're talking about. Um, For us, our son cannot be left alone. Mm -hmm. And so um, he is in my wife's care or another caregiver or myself um, always. And so it changes every aspect of um, the daily decisions that you're making. So for her, typically where a pastor's wife might be, um, that's just not gonna be the case. Um, And so she cares for my son, which frees me up to take care of our church family. And I even said to her early on, would you prefer that I step away from pastoral ministry in order to provide more consistent care for our son? And she did not want me to do that, but um, it does affect each and every day. But um, I would say, my wife would say, and I think many parents of children with special needs would say, it's um, also a source of great delight. Mm -hmm. And um, almost always when I walk in the house, one of the first noises that I hear is laughter. Mm -hmm. And it's my son and my wife cutting up about something, and he is um, a great joy to be with We were just at a family wedding, and um, he had everybody in stitches, and there's just something about the joy, oftentimes, that men and women, boys and girls with special needs have that bring that to the fore as well. So I guess the point I'm making is, yes, there's challenges, Mm -hmm. but it's not all bad. There's all sorts of blessings that God brings along with the opportunity.
0: Yeah, that's right, when we think about the Ministry of local churches and tons of people in our churches who um, who want to help families who have special needs children, and oftentimes in that desire to care, I remember serving uh, at a local church and I had several families who who wanted to reach out to other families in our in our church body who had uh, special needs children, and even in that desire to care, they were always concerned about well, what can I do and what can I not do to help this family? I don't want to be a burden on them. I want to be helpful, uh, and I can see that you know it, things are difficult at times, and I want to be compassionate and help them to be involved in the church. What are some things that other families can do to help families who have this distinct uh, and valuable ministry of special needs children?
1: Well, I'll just tell you about a couple of conversations that I've had within the last two weeks. Um, a good friend of mine, um, invited us to his home and he and his wife sat down with me and my wife, Chris, and our son, Andrew, and just said, you know, we're getting to a place at our life where we've got some bandwidth. Our kids are grown and um, they live in other places, so our grandkids aren't close. And so he said, I'd like to, um, spend time with Drew one night a week. Would that be possible where, um, We could have a meal together, and um, either one that I cooked at home or that we went out to a restaurant together. Then we could do a short Bible study together. And then we could just hang out, uh, bowling, play games on the Wii. Tell me, are there things that that we could do? And uh, my son loved that idea. He's 25 years old. Having friends is a great thing. It's helpful for my wife and me, and he chose, is was very sensitive the way he did it. He said, you know, Steve, I know on Monday nights you're serving in the church's community-based counseling center, so would that relieve pressure from your wife's schedule if I took Drew or Bear on um on Monday nights. And it was just a delightful thing. And we are going to do that. We have some traveling going on right now, but as soon as our schedule is free, we're going to do that. But what a a compassionate thing for that man to say. Mm -hmm. And I had another fellow at the church ask a very similar question, but I think the key is ask and ask sincerely and then follow through on what you're told. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the follow-up, oftentimes we have great intentions, but, um, but oftentimes we may not follow through. I think that's a critical piece of the puzzle, to demonstrate that, that we're willing to, to reach out uh, and to have an honest conversation about what would be most helpful for those particular families in need. Mentioning the church and thinking about the church, This is um, not bound just simply to the church. There are many people in our communities that, that have special needs children and are trying to live life with maybe without Christ and trying to manage and minister to their special needs children. What are some of the ways that we can think through the process of the church reaching out into the community to minister to these families?
1: Well, I think in most um, communities, there's going to be a a group or perhaps a series of groups of parents who have banded together formally or informally in order to support one another. So, for example, my son plays on a a softball team for um, individuals with special needs. And so there's a whole group of parents and loved ones who are involved in that. Oftentimes through the public schools um, with teachers who serve students with special needs. There's support groups, again, either formally or informally. And for the church to speak into that and to say to those um, groups, how can we serve you? And it doesn't have to be overtly gospel-centered per se. It can be just simply giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name and then wait for some of those additional gospel opportunities to come if that's the plan of the Lord. But for example, we have a couple of gymnasiums at our campuses, and so there's a group that serves children with special needs from Purdue University, but they constantly need a place to hold that program. For us to be able to say, we're delighted for you to use our gym, we'll provide all of the backup support, any snacks that you need, any way that we can serve you, but we just wanna have a safe, welcoming environment along with having comfortable seating for the parents and um, just a way for us to interact with them. We also recently, the the softball team wanted to do an end-of-season cookout. We got a bunch of our young couples together, and I mean, they fixed a huge meal. And um, we can't do everything, but I come from a Baptist tradition. We know how to eat. And um, so just to have a marvelous meal for the kids and their families and just to celebrate their accomplishments. And we did everything that we could to make that a special event for their teachers team. And so it doesn't always have to be, we're running the program or we're starting the program. A lot of times it's coming alongside existing programs and asking, how can we as the Church of Jesus Christ resource and strengthen what you're already doing?
0: You know, that's critical because most of the time communities think negatively about our churches. And what you've just done is you've described how we've flipped the the mantra of who the local church is, that we're here for, for you and the community. We're here to serve your needs in the name of the Lord Jesus. But one final thing that I'd like for us to close with is we bring this discussion uh, into the counseling room. And as we're ministering to Uh, a father and a mother who diligently giving of themselves uh, to their special needs child and the challenges that they face. What are some of the things in the counseling room that a biblical counselor can help a a mom and a dad working through some of the struggles that they would experience uh, in this type of difficult ministry that they experience?
1: Well, this is an area where the sufficient Word of God just becomes so alive. And, um, you know, starting with our identity in Christ if I truly believe that I'm united with Jesus Christ then as a father I'm not facing this challenge alone I have the the power of Christ at my disposal in order to help me provide everything my son is going to need my wife has the exact same resources and so we're not parenting this child alone and that gives us incredible hope and it gives us incredible joy even when it's hard And then you think about the sufficiency of God's grace. You think about the great passage in 2 Corinthians 12 um, about Paul's thorn in the flesh, and he asked for it to be removed. We're not masochists. We're not asking for trouble. Paul asked for that to be removed, but it's fascinating the way God answered that prayer. Um, He said, I have something better than the removal of the thorn. I have the opportunity for you to learn about the sufficient grace of God. And my wife and I would say it's, we're so thankful that our sovereign God has entrusted us with a son with special needs because we've learned more about the power of Jesus Christ and we've learned more about the sufficient grace of God than we ever would have otherwise. And it's a delight. And that's what I would say to any potential parent who's worrying because that's always the question. When, when someone asks, "Are you gonna have, do you want a boy, do you want a girl? The, the response is always, well, it doesn't matter as long as that child is healthy. what an incredible affront to a parent with a special needs child but i think that reveals a fear in many of our hearts that i'm going to be in a situation where god's grace is not sufficient and for a follower of jesus christ that situation does not exist and so um, we can move forward in our parenting responsibilities with great hope believing god will give us all we need
0: Well, I'm so thankful for you sharing uh, from your personal experience the wisdom the Lord has taught you from the angle of being a parent, but also um, your vision of being a pastor and how you can minister in these very important areas. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you. It's a great privilege.
0: You're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of ACBC. I'm so grateful for Pastor Vyers being with us today. And uh, he leads uh, an amazing church up in Lafayette, Indiana, Faith Church. They have been a longtime training center with ACBC. uh, And you can find out more information about their ministries at faithlafayette.org. If you want more information about ACBC or other resources in biblical counseling, uh, you can come and visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.